Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I hope it's something that you can look forward to each day. For those of y'all that continue to come back and listen to the podcast each day, for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others each day, thank you so much. I'm incredibly grateful for that, humbled by y'all help the podcast to continue to grow. Hopefully it gets you through a little bit of your day, maybe. Laundry, diapers, sweeping, mopping, dishes, driving up and down the road, conference period. lunch hour, sitting by a fire or around the dining room table at night or on the porch. Wherever you're at, I'm glad that you're here. Homestead. Not a lot. Slow time of year. We got some eggs coming in. Thank you, Lord. If you get a chance, folks, I haven't said this in a while. I won't belabor this point too long. I probably should, actually, but I won't. Uh, If you have the ability to grow anything, if you have any space at all where you live, I would highly recommend it. Uh, If you have the ability to start to put some things aside, canned goods, highly recommend it. Whether you make them yourself or whether you buy them in the store. If you have the ability to get some chickens... Wherever you are, whether you're in the city or out of it, highly recommend you do that. I think it's going to be really important, more and more important, with each passing month. Just my two cents, folks. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast, the people that listen to it and share it, be with them and their families. Guide them, bless them, surround us all with your angels, protect us from evil of any kind. Light our path up, show us where you want us to go, give us your peace, help us to trust that you have everything in hand, whether we can see it or understand it or not. Prepare us, Lord, for whatever's coming in whatever ways we need to be prepared. Strengthen our marriages. Strengthen our families. Forgive us our sins, Father, when we fall short, when we go our own way, instead of following you. Help us to look to you and your Son, Jesus Christ, each day as our example, as our guide, as our goal. And guide my words here, Father, please. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. We're going to go back into this... Uh... Oh, jeez. Drives me nuts. Uh, um, We're going to go back into this podcast on profanity that we started. Washington, 1776. The general is sorry to be informed that the foolish and wicked practice of profane cursing and swearing, a vice heretofore little known in an American army, 
is growing into fashion. He hopes the officers will, by example as well as influence, endeavor to check it, and that both they and the men will reflect that we can have little hopes of the blessing of heaven on our arms if we insult it by our impiety and folly. Dear Lord, to have a general and a leader like this today, wouldn't you follow a man like that? Interesting to note that he says here that uh, the practice of cursing and swearing was a vice. That's not something good, just in case you didn't realize that, folks. A vice little known before that in the American army. I find that fascinating. He calls it foolish and wicked. And he hopes that the officers, by their example primarily, right, first, but also by how they influence the troops, whether that was with punishment or otherwise, would check it. And then the last line again. Just anytime somebody tells you that our founders didn't turn to God for guidance, and not just some random tree god, folks. God the Father of Jesus Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit. Just, just listen to this last line. That both they, the officers, and the men will reflect that we can have little hopes of the blessing of heaven on our arms if we insult it by our impiety and folly. So we're not going to get God's blessings if we're sinful and foolish. My father has said often over the years that God watches over fools, drunks, and little children. But there's a great deal of difference, folks, between when we repeatedly choose to reject God, to sin, to go our own way, versus mistakes made out of ignorance or even despair. Washington is telling his troops clearly here that if we don't figure this out, if we don't start to act right, if we don't do the best we can to follow God and Jesus Christ, how can we possibly hope to have his blessings? And this, again, gets back to this idea of relativism. As soon as we start to say, well, oh, that's not that bad, or this isn't that bad, the swearing's not that big a deal. We just want to know how they fight. I don't care if they cuss like a sailor, if they sleep around with every woman they can get a hold of, or etc., etc. As long as they can fight, that's good enough for me. It wasn't good enough at the beginning of our nation. And you have to wonder, and have a pretty good idea, that we would not have survived against the British had we not done all we could to follow God. 
there's a little insert here in this uh, Founder's Bible. And one of the things that I found interesting was that there were a number of soldiers who were actually court-martialed and dismissed from the Continental Army solely for profanity. Not fighting or rape or theft or anything else, but profanity. John Adams, the practice of profane cursing and swearing is silly as well as detestable. Silly. My grandmother made this comment years and years ago that people that curse and swear show their lack of intelligence because they're not smart enough, well-read enough to use a different word so they fall back on curse words and swearing. Another interesting little note that kind of goes along with that in this Founder's Bible, there's more than a quarter million words in the English language. <laughs> That's kind of astounding. And yet only just a few of them are curse words. And so why would we use just a few words when we shouldn't be using them in the first place? When we have 250,000 plus words to choose from. And so you kind of see the truth there in my grandmother's comment. We use those words because we're not smart enough to think of better words. That always kind of checks me when I find myself cussing, swearing. Because all I'm really doing is telling people that I'm not very bright. And, and again, folks, you look at that comment that a lot of, a number of the soldiers were court-martialed, right? And you think, good Lord, that's kind of harsh, especially when you were desperate for soldiers, because Washington was desperate for everybody he could get. And you're going to dismiss some of them for profanity, and I don't have any specific examples, so I don't know if they were repeat offenders or one-time offenses, or if it was just really bad, if it was cussing out an officer, or I would assume that it probably had a good deal to do with swearing against God. And that's from talking to a couple other people. Well, one in particular. But what you can see here is, is this relativistic attitude. And I've talked to a number of people from different communities, different schools, different churches. And, and this attitude today, and it's been prevalent throughout history, I'm sure, folks, but you see it today having such damaging effects. And we say, well, we're not, we're not as bad as those people down the road. You know, 
Johnny did such and such, and Susie's done this, and at least we're not that bad. Or, well, our church, we would never do that. Or, well, our school isn't that great, or our school's getting a little worse, but it's still... It's still not this school down here. You should see the way that those kids at that school act. Well, our community, you know, it's we've got a pretty good community. Yeah, we, we're starting to kind of fall down a little bit, but at least we're not like those communities down the road. That attitude, folks, is exactly what makes us like those people. If you're going to look at somebody and say, well, at least our marriage isn't that bad, you're on the way. At least our school's not like that school, you're on the way. At least our church doesn't act like that church, you're getting there. At least our community hasn't gotten as bad as that community, you're headed that direction. Anytime you look at anything other than God and Jesus Christ as your example for what you ought to be doing, You're on the way to doing whatever it is that you're pointing the finger at other people. And I'll I'll give you a little caveat here. Some of y'all probably know this. Some of y'all know it better than I do. Giuliani, when he was mayor in New York, enacted, I think the theory was called the broken window theory. I don't believe it was his. I think it came from somebody else. And what it was, though, is his police officers started to go around and really hammer the little things, clean up the little things. So if they found a place where kids were throwing rocks at old abandoned warehouse windows, they were going to come down on those kids. If they found a place where people were jaywalking, you know, walking across the street where they weren't supposed to or against the wrong color light or whatever, they were going to start to give citations for that. If you parked in the wrong spot, right, they really focused on the little things. And what they found is there was a direct correlation between stopping those little problems and a decline in your major crime, your violent crime, right, your big crime. And and it's it's that relativistic attitude, right, of, well, we're not that bad. Swearing's not that big a deal. Cussing's not that big a deal. The tardies in the school, they're not that big a deal. You know, the way the kids act, it's not that big a deal. If I'm watching a movie that's got a little bit of soft porn in it, it's not that big a deal to my marriage or my kids, right? If I, you know, I don't really have to get to church each Sunday, it's not that big a deal. I don't have to tell the whole truth every single time. It's just a little white lie. Mm. You think about Jefferson's quote that we read recently. Once you start to tell lies, they become easy. They become habitual. Until all of a sudden you tell them like secondhand nature. And nobody believes you anymore when you do tell the truth. That relativistic attitude, folks, is, is horrible. It is horrible. It is Not as bad as feminism, but it is a horrible idea today in our culture. Noah Webster, right? Webster's Dictionary. 
in obedience to the third commandment of the Decalogue, you should avoid profane swearing, which comprehends all irreverent words and whatever tends to cast contempt on the supreme being. Again, folks, when people look at us as a Christian nation, as a Christian community, as our church, as individuals who claim to follow Christ, and they see us acting in a hypocritical way or in a irreverent way or anything that casts contempt on God and Jesus Christ, A, that's on us, not on God and Jesus Christ. But B, it pushes those people farther away from God and Jesus Christ. It pushes our community our schools, our nation farther away from God and Jesus Christ when those of us that claim to follow him act like idiots, act foolishly, act immorally. Noah Webster again. Profaneness in men is vulgar and odious. In females is shocking and detestable. For men to swear is sinful, disreputable, and odious. But for females or ladies to swear appears more abominable and scandalous. There's a difference between men and women. And... You saw this. I talked about this little video I saw a few days ago of this woman waking up to discover that men didn't want to marry her, to wife her up in her own words, because she had basically put all of her effort into being a good man, being strong, tattoos, not feminine, piercings of all different kinds, one would wonder if her language followed suit. Society doesn't need women acting like men. Society needs women acting like women, acting like ladies, dressing, behaving. But here's, here's the one disagreement, and it's a pretty strong one I have with Mr. Webster here. If you're going to be the leader, if you're going to be the CEO, the commanding officer, then you have to lead by example. And so if you're going to pick on something like profanity, you sure as heck better pick on the men first and foremost. And so I agree that it's shocking and detestable and abominable and scandalous in women. I got no issue with that. But it's not more abominable. And you notice that he did say that for men, it's sinful and disreputable. And sinful being the key. You're really 
messing up as a man if you're out there just cussing and swearing and doing whatever it is that you want to do. We just, we have to get back to God, folks. We have to get back to the design for men and women in our marriages, in our families, our communities. We've got to get back to God in our schools, in our institutions. There's no other hope for our country, none. And this is just a great example of how much our founders, these great men, these these men that easily, arguably, were much better than most of the ones that we have today as far as dedication to nation and probably character too. And they're telling us, pay attention to the little things. God bless y'all, your families, your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.